Are you working? What kind of work do you do? We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. From the makeshift studios in Mulca Hill, New Jersey, it's talking ish with your commish. We are back for you another episode because this shit's still going on, and as long as it's going on, we're gonna be here, and we might be here a while. I mean, every week we go through this, and we're like, oh, when's it gonna end? Oh, the pinnacle's gonna be in two weeks. It's gonna be in two weeks. It's gonna be in two weeks. Who the fuck knows when it's gonna be? Who knows what's gonna happen here? I mean, who knows how long this shit could last? Let's just pretend to be in it for the long haul. That's how you got to change your mindset. Like, I've adapted now to the fact that, like, this is it. This is life from now on. At least for the foreseeable future. Don't try to put a timeline on it. You're just going to drive yourself nuts because you're going to want normalcy. You know, you watch TV. You watch movies. You see people just living their normal life. And you're like, that's not how things are. That's not the way it is when you go out into the world. And you're fucking right. Human interaction has now become a burden. Where, like, we are very social creatures. We want to go to bars and restaurants and just go and do things that we would normally do at home but out in public. Because you just want to get a change of scenery. We just want to see other people. You want to see what other people are doing. You know, it's just like human nature to want to be congregated together. And now we're doing the exact opposite. We're avoiding each other. And now when you see somebody, you're just kind of like, stay awake. So you got to adapt. This whole video chat thing has become a normal part of life. That's just now a thing that you do. A regular routine like a phone call would have been because you know you're not going to see anybody for a long time. So you might as well see each other's faces. It is a different dynamic. It's a little awkward because now they can see you and they can see like that you're not paying attention or something like that. So you have to be engaged in the conversation. It's a totally different animal than a text chat or a phone conversation or anything like that. This is kind of an interesting little social experiment, right? We're all working from home. Companies get to test out. Can their employees do the same shit that they can do in an office at home? And can we save ourselves lots of money by not having a physical location? Can teams work virtually and be just as productive? I kind of think they can. We're entering a new age where you got to phase out, you know, the weakest links. And unfortunately, there's a little bit of an age gap in some cases where people just didn't keep up with the technology and don't understand how to survive in a remote environment. So I'm just saying, if you want to survive now in what the future might look like, you got to be able to adapt to this crap. You also have to kind of like adapt to the fact that you don't really shut off work, at least for me. That's how it's been. I don't want to speak for everybody. I don't know how it is. But because your desk is now in your home, your home and your office have become one. That's why it's you've got to kind of like draw a line in the sand sometimes. you got to shut that computer and walk away from it. Otherwise, it's going to consume your life. And for me, I've had multiple times when this first started, I just was so engaged in work. And it was like work, work, work around the clock. And then it got to a point where now this thing is so fucking crazy and how it's fucked up the fabrics of what my company does that every decision is being elevated to a way above my head. Like my whole job is sales strategy. And I basically take data and I tell the company what our strategy should be based off of what I see in the data. So like making, you know, kind of like gut decisions that are informed by things I'm seeing that I'm analyzing through several different data sources. And 
you know, for the most part, they've let me have free reign over that. Like, I'm never the one making the final decision. Like, that's always a person who makes a lot of money, like a very high up person in the company. But I'm advising those people on like, hey, we should probably be doing this. And then they either do it or they don't. That's kind of my job. And now that this thing is just like invaded and fucked up the way we do things, because my whole job is selling soup and other Campbell's products to restaurants and restaurant distributors like Cisco and U.S. Foods and all those types of companies. And now, like, who the fuck is going to buy all this shit? Nobody's out there in restaurants or at airports or a lot of the other places we sell to. So we're literally stuck with, like, two channels of business, healthcare and schools, because schools are still feeding kids and hospitals are still feeding their employees. So we have avenues of, you know, making money off of, like, that, which is fucked up. And they try to, like, make it seem like, oh, it's this philanthropic thing that we're doing where we're selling to and getting food to people who need it, which is true. We're getting food to people who need food, but we're charging them for it. It's not like we're giving it to for, for like free and shit. Anyway, the point is all of the decisions are now being escalated and our business is pretty much being propped up by the retail side of things because grocery stores and food banks, everybody wants canned products. We can't make enough. It's crazy how much that shit is flying off the shelves. So it's a strange environment that I'm in right now where I was working my ass off to now like I'm included in some of the meetings, but honestly, like things are moving so fast with not like all the information that I'm not I'm not being included because it's too high. It's way above my pay grade. So I'm just got all this time back. So I've been using it to, you know, probably be very productive, um, you would think. And in some cases I am, but most cases I'm not playing Grand Theft Auto on my sweet new computer. I literally took the entire day Friday and I just fucking played Grand Theft Auto. And I've played this game. It's not like this is the first time I've ever played it or even the second or third. I've literally like beaten this game. I can't tell you how many times. Probably 10. At least 10 times. It's just fun. I enjoy it. It's a little universe they've created for you. Isn't it incredible what they've done with that game? Like, okay, so there's the story and all the little side stories and all that shit. But then there's a lot of shit going on just randomly in the world. Like, even the radio stations are just, like, ridiculous. They have have hours of content that you could just sit there and just drive around and listen to the radio. Like, that's how fucking crazy this game is. There's just so much entertainment. So i just been enjoying that. And I took a whole day Friday and said, fuck it, just, this day is mine now. I work from home, I make my own schedule. And I will make up for this some other point. But today I'm going to play video games all day and not do, and hardly do anything. I had to join a couple calls, but that was it. I played Grand Theft Auto through those calls. Didn't give a fuck. You need a day like that. So if you're not taking a day like that for yourself, do yourself a favor. You can make up that work. Get the pertinent shit done, the thing that's, things that are time sensitive. But if you are trying to be proactive or that kind of thing, just save it for another day. Take a day. Dick around. And maybe you should probably be more productive than me and actually do something around your house. I, I do shit around the house on the weekends to make up for it. Like today, I busted my ass ripping out all the mulch and weeds and all that fucking shit. It's a lot of ground to cover here. I need some I need some boys. I need to have some boys to help me out. But yeah, man, reward yourself. Like often throughout the day, I reward myself by smoking a bowl, you know? A bowl is like getting to smoke a bowl is my reward for some task that I've done. And, you know, like for example, today I went grocery shopping. I came home and I'm like, that was a very taxing experience. Now you can smoke a bowl as a reward because you went through that. You put yourself out there 
and now you get a reward. You get to smoke a bowl. So congratulations. This one's for you. That's kind of how you live through your day. It's like, oh, I just made dinner. Well, let me, before I eat this, let me reward myself. I've worked so hard on this dinner. I'm going to have a bowl. And that's just how you go through your day. Just like those little milestones. It helps you out. But yeah, I did grow the, go to the grocery store. And we went to Wegmans and Cherry Hill because that's just where we go. Fucking line. And I'll tell you what. Probably a good idea to limit the number of people that go into the store. So I'm not complaining. And it was actually not that bad. But they had a line. Um, they had markers for all, like every six feet. So you stood six feet away. Um, everybody was wearing masks. I'm wearing a mask. I actually have a N95 or whatever that fucking fancy mask is. I just happened to have one uh, that Jen's dad gave us and a bunch of other tools that he just like, he just brings tools. He's like, hey, do you have one of these? I'm like, no, that is a very obscure thing, but I'll take it. So we go to Wegmans and me and Jen are just kind of like, well, we might as well just buy a bunch of shit because it's kind of a hassle. It's not that bad, but it's a, it's a bit of a hassle more so than your normal grocery store trip. So you want to just kind of get what you need for uh, quite a while. So we just stocked up on everything. We spent like $650 at the fucking grocery store. It was insane. But I feel like we got a lot of food. I don't have to go out for another month or so, maybe even longer. Um, the one thing that's really hard to find, though, still is paper products. Paper towels, toilet paper. They had some Canadian brand of toilet paper at Wegmans, which was fucking hilarious. There's like a cat on the cover. I can't remember the name of it. It's like it's like bouncy or meow meow or something like that. Some Bobo brand of paper towel or toilet paper. Um, but no paper towel. No paper towel at all at Wegmans. I actually went on Amazon, believe it or not, went on Amazon, had prime delivery, paper towels, 30 paper towels. So I'm, I feel, I'm feeling pretty good. I don't know how the fuck I lucked out and got that because I went back the next day to be like, let me order it again. Sold out. I, they must replenish it every like couple of days or something like that. I mean, paper towels is a product right now that like toilet paper, it's just like solid gold. Can't get enough of it. But venturing out of the house was weird. Like, driving a car, I haven't done a lot of this stuff in, in quite some time. So it felt weird being out and about. And there's a lot of people out. You got to think, like, this thing might go on a while. Like, Americans are stubborn. We're not going to give up, like, kind of like some semi-normal lifestyle. Like, you've already disrupted us enough. We can't go out to eat and shit. But now, like, like imagine if they took away Wegmans or home depot or all these other places that are open that people are going to to just get out of the fucking house imagine if they took that away because like that's what was necessary people would lose their fucking minds that's why i'm, I'm a little bit okay with the fact that there was a lot of people out today because everyone had masks on for the most part i maybe saw like one or two people that didn't which is smart at this point it, i think they've told us to wear masks like why not it can't fucking hurt i mean you don't want to be breathing in people's bullshit that's how you get this stuff. I mean, touching shit and all that other stuff, too. You'll get it from that, but whatever. Um, just wanted to give you an update, too, from a story I talked about last time where I told you how I wear my AirPods way too long, and they fucking go all the way into my ear, and they gave me a little bit of an ear boo-boo. So I went to the uh, I went to the urgent care because I couldn't get a teledoc. I tried to get a teledoc, but it wasn't working. Whatever. Had to go out. I did not want to go leave the fucking house. This is the first time I had left my house outside of this Wegmans trip. Um, urgent care became before the Wegmans trip, for clarity. But I go to the urgent care. They, you have to call them and tell them, hey, I'm at the urgent care. And they'll be like, okay, I'm going to open the door. Only one person allowed in at a time. Don't fucking come near me. Stand six feet away from me. I'm like, okay, that's no problem for me. Don't want to be anywhere near you. Stand eight feet away from me, you cunt. 
going to the urgent care, pretty sure I like have an ear infection. I'm like so confident that I do. Um, nurses see me. They're like, we think it's sinusitis. I'm like, I think you're a cunt. See the doctor, the resident or the associate. I don't know what she called herself. She wasn't like a real doctor yet. She's kind of like a doctor in training. She said it was sinusitis. I said, fuck you, you cunt. Uh, doctor comes in. Doctor is like, um, it's sinusitis. I don't think it's an ear infection. I'm like, okay, I accept this. I am sorry for calling everyone before you a cunt. I am wrong. It's sinusitis. So apparently that's what it was. And she gave me, uh, she's like, go get Tylenol. I'm like, there's no fucking Tylenol. Do you see the way people hoard paper towels? They're hoarding Tylenol just as much because they told us ibuprofen is is dangerous. It'll lead to exacerbated coronavirus symptoms. So everybody's like, I'm going to buy up all the acetaminophen there is. And they're even buying up the products that contain it. The only thing that was left on the shelf was like a PMS medicine. And I wasn't going to buy, I was about to buy it. And I'm checking like all the shelves in CVS. And I finally stumble across like the last bottle of fucking Tylenol in all of Gloucester County, probably. 100 count of Tylenol. So now I'm pretty much set. Because some fat fuck uh, down here in Mullica Hill probably went into the CVS and just like kind of like took the shelf of Tylenol and just put it in her cart. And then just like walked away. Like she could go through that much Tylenol before all that shit even expires. Like it's just so stupid how people hoard shit like like Tylenol. You're not going to be able to go through it all. Just get yourself enough to get you through like three months. That's acceptable. People are just, that's what pisses me off about this kind of stuff. Like people are very selfish. They don't think like, oh, well, let me leave some for everyone else because I'm just going to end up throwing it out. Like if you buy enough to that you're going to throw it out, like fuck you. At least the toilet paper and paper towels I can understand, you know, like because like that's not going to expire. You're not going to waste it. But something like Tylenol, like fuck you. Anyway, man, I'm just getting fucking cranky because I'm cooped up here. I hope I think you guys are all like having a better quarantine than me. Like I look at you're fucking making dope meats. Like Joe, Joe's living the life. You see Joe's like little press coffee. What is that, Joe? Tell me what that is. Text me that. I want to buy whatever the fuck that is on Amazon. Thing was cool as shit. Everybody's French pressing that ace off. I love it. You're all probably taking very healthy dumps. But you guys are over there smoking meats. I got to get into the smoking meats. You're fucking air frying shit. I'm just, I mean, we're ma- we're eating good. Don't get me wrong. We're eating good. We're having fun. But, like, you're drinking outside. You got people coming over, Mike. Like, what's going on? I feel like I'm living alone over here. It's very, uh, it's very lonely, just me and Jan. Like, we're having fun. We're doing our thing. But, you know, sometimes you just want to change the pace, change the scenery. Just want to do something different. Maybe sit on a different side of the couch just to see how it feels. Who knows? Go crazy. Anyway, one more story, and then we'll go to you guys. Um, I got my state uh, tax return back today, and they spelled my name wrong on it. Um, they they spelled it S-O-M-I-N-E. Somoin. Somine. Somine. That's how they fucking spelled it. Um. Somebody just was dyslexic and fucked up the O and the I. They literally swapped them. They spelled my name wrong. I'm hoping the check goes through. We're going to try to cash it that way. Um, But fucked up, man. Shame on you, New Jersey. Come on. You had one job. It's not like I transposed my name incorrectly. If I fucking did that, I'd fucking commit seppuku tomorrow. I know for a fact I did not fuck my name up on the fucking New Jersey tax return thing. This is bullshit. I do mine by hand. I don't do it through TurboTax. I'm kind of old school that way. I don't know if I don't know how. You, do you guys use TurboTax or what? How do you do your taxes? Do you, I just do them by hand because I don't trust anybody. I don't touch. I don't trust this fucking program. This computer. Bah. Bah. 
You guys watching Westworld? You watch that show? I feel like a lot of people dipped out on that show. I think it's still good. Whatever. Let me know if you watch it. This podcast is brought to you by Bib and Tucker, the official house bourbon of the makeshift studios. This podcast is also brought to you by Pop Secret Popcorn, because nothing spells epopcalypse like popcorn. And finally, we are brought to you by Pornhub Premium. It's the same thing as regular Pornhub, but now you got to give them a bunch of information that you're going to regret giving them later. Pornhub Premium for all your jacking needs. Speaking of jerking off, uh, sorry, one more quick story before we get to you. It's not really a story, it's just a comment, commentary. Um, I feel like jerking off is non-existent now in the apocalypse here. Um, that's what I'm calling it from now on, by the way. That's just kind of what it's become. It's just like an apocalyptic type situation where you gotta stay at home. So, let's just go with it. Roll with it with me for a second. Um, but yeah, here in the apocalypse, like, who's fucking, like, if you're living in a home with your, with your significant other, there's no jerking off. Like, you don't do that when your significant other is here at home. That would be weird. Like, what are you going to do? Go to the bathroom? Like, while you're taking a shit and fucking jerk off? Like, no. You're not going to do any of that. Um, I kind of feel like uh, no one's really doing it. Are you guys doing that? If so, let me know, because I'm not. I'm just praying that my wife was will find me attractive enough to throw the boots to. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> huh. All right. That's enough of me. Let's go to you. We start down in Ohio with our friend Michael London. All right, Brent, I got a sounder about this this broad. We picked out a puppy. Puppy's really cute. I sent you pictures. I think I sent the group pictures. Really, really wanted this puppy. Supposed to meet her on Thursday. And then the bitch texts us on Thursday morning, first thing. Nope, sorry, I'm going to keep the dog. What the fuck? Ashley started crying. She's real upset. But, you know, the dog found a good home. That's really all that matters, right, I guess, right? So... Fuck her, but I also really wanted that dog. So the puppy hunt continues. I mean, I guess that all that matters is that the dog found a good home. But why'd they have to honey dick you? Like, they knew the whole fucking time they were going to keep that dog. They're just, like, indecisive people who didn't want to be the bearer of bad news earlier. You know? So they dragged it out at your expense, which is bullshit. And it's unfortunate. It was a cute dog. Cute pup. Thanks for checking in, Mikey. Hey, Brent. Uh, how you doing? Uh, holy hell, this is still going on? Uh, when can I see my boys again? I need to see my boys. My boys. I'm starting to lose it, dude. Between the conspiracies and just fucking reading and doing the same thing every fucking day. It's just, it's too much, man. It's too much. What are we supposed to do? There's nothing left to do, and there's nothing left to be done. And that's called the end of the world, my friend. Don't go crazy, dude. You read too much into conspiracy theories. Like, that shit's no good. There's no, uh, there's no warfare or any of that shit. The only conspiracy theory that I might give, like, some credence to is that some crazy, super smart environmentalist was just like, I'm going to halt the world. I'm going to stop people from driving so much, from businesses and factories from fucking polluting the air and shit, and people walking around breathing their fucking air and shit, and they spread some virus to stop people from doing that, you know? Some fucking crazy green earth person, but highly unlikely. Don't get let it get to you, bro. We'll be together soon, man, is what you got to think about, and just 
take advantage of the connection points you guys got. Like, you guys are doing these Zoom conferences. I, I didn't even know about it. Because I think it started out of you guys playing your video games together. I want to get in. Again, just text me. Shoot me uh, when you're fucking doing that. I'll hop on. Say what up. I'm going to try to download Call of Duty. Maybe I'll get through to you guys that way. I'm here to hang out. I'm pretty bored. You know? Hit me up, brother. Here's uh, Zifo. What up, Kamish? What up, fellow farters? Checking in here. It is Christian McFarter once again. Um, actually, on my way to my parents from Long Beach Island to Philadelphia to get a home-cooked meal. I'm fucking dying out there alone. But it's actually nice to have the whole house to myself. But, yeah. Oh, I wonder how everyone's doing. Um, the one thing I wanted to bring up was the NFL draft. And them with the idea that they're going to do the NFL draft virtually. Which is just absolutely insane. I guess they don't have any other you know option, but... How the fuck is that going to work? This is all just a mess. Kamish, what do you think about that? A virtual NFL draft? Let me know. I mean, as a fantasy football commissioner, I kind of feel like it's fantasy football draft, isn't it? That's kind of what it feels like. Like, if they did the draft online, it's like... Dun, 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 or whatever that fucking ESPN clock noise is. And then they fucking submit their draft. And, you know, they're still doing the bullshit on ESPN, except they're Skype meeting in. You got Mel Kuyper on Skype. Dude, it'll work. Why wouldn't it work, you know? And, like, okay, they don't get to shake or hug Roger Goodell awkwardly. But they can just celebrate it with the people that they're quarantined with, which might be their family or whatever. Who You know, it's a big moment for them. I'd imagine people break down the quarantine and risk that shit just to be with that person. So I think it would be pretty cool. And maybe we could do... Uh, Adam Schefter's Hanukkah idea for the draft where it's like each round is a day because what the fuck else are we going to do? We're not watching anything but like Netflix. And at this point, I've watched all of Netflix. I flew through Ozark. I flew through Tiger King. I flew through all these fucking shows. Um, now I'm getting bored. It's fucking crazy, man. Uh, let's go back to Zipo. Also, Tony Fauci, a.k.a. Zach Marron, is now advising everyone to wear masks whenever they go out. Are you guys doing that? I think it's a little OD. But if Tony Fauci, a.k.a. Zach Morrow, thinks so, then I think we got to think about it seriously. What do you think, Amish? When you go and uh, feed your little chickens, you wearing a mask? Let me know. If you're going out there to the grocery store in public to see people, you better be wearing a mask at this point. Even if it's just a cloth over your face, anything is better than not wearing one. I mean, they're telling you it's helpful. We've seen that it worked in, like, Asia, in the Orient. So, you know, fucking check it out, man. Maybe wear a mask. I think it's probably worth looking into. Let's go to Mike once more. Brent, I hope you do a PSA or a, this podcast brought to you by um, some sort of sanitizer or Lysol wipe. Or, you know, just get creative with it. Um, I want to hear some good ads.
You know all these ads that I do are just off the cuff. I don't write shit down anymore. I used to back in the day, but now I just I whatever comes to my mind, that's what I do. So here's here's my best attempt. We're gonna go off the cuff for some fucking more advertisements. This podcast is brought to you by Clorox. Cold germs kills them. Flu germs kills them. Coronavirus, you guessed it, kills them. Herpes virus doesn't kill that. That shit's for life. You're stuck with that. Herpes. Uh, that's for life. Clorox, that's for everything else. Uh, this podcast is also brought to you by Brawny Paper Towels. Paper towels uh, that will clean up your wife after she looks at the Brawny Man on the paper towels. Get it? That's a that's a wet pussy joke, if you will, Mike. There you go. There's your ads. Uh, let's go, Jake. Yo, Kamish. Uh, King of Jetro here, checking in from uh, the rooftop deck 2028 Fairmount Avenue. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, 19130. First time, long time. How you doing? Saturday afternoon, week, uh, what is it, week three of quarantine? Week four? Week three? I think. Week three and a half. Enjoying a nice dark red Malbec. Mm. <sighs> yes, yes, yes. Good wine, good wine. Let's see, what's new? Not much. Not much. Went to BJ's today. Was, uh, you know, had to restock on some things. And uh place was a zoo. Absolute zoo. <clears throat> Finished my shopping. And they they instituted a line policy where only one person can be at each open register at a time. Everyone else has to be in a single file line. So this fucking line with carts went like all the way from the front of the store to the back of the store, people waiting. And I'm looking around. Everyone's wearing a face mask. There's no more toilet paper, paper towels. Some people are still on edge. And I was like, man, this really sucks. Like, this isn't normal. Like, I would love for things to get back to normal. Like, Lord, show me a sign of normalcy. And like, like an angel sent from above down to earth. Some fucking hood rat black lady with her maybe three-year-old kid is walking down the aisle. And the kid's just being a kid, just dilly-dallying. And the mom was like, let's fucking go! Quit fucking around! Yelling at her kid. Like, dragging her kid down the aisle. Picks the kid back up to her feet. Kid walks maybe five, ten more steps. And then... Does the same thing, like plays limp, plays dead. The mom looks down, lets go of the kid's hand, and just walks away. Just walks away. Leaves her three-year-old kid laying face down in the middle of the aisle at BJ's in the middle of a global pandemic. <laughs> and I'm, I don't know, 10, 15 feet away from this. And me and the other people in line, we're all just like looking around like, what the fuck? Like, people of all races and creeds, an Asian guy, a black guy, a black woman, like, we're all looking around like, what the fuck is that lady doing? Is she going to come back for the kid? Is the kid going to get up? Is someone going to run this kid over with a shopping cart? It felt like an eternity. In reality, it was probably like, I don't know, 45 seconds to a minute of this child just laying face down in the middle of the aisle at BJ's in South Philadelphia. And I mean, that's a long time. 
people were walking by with carts, like avoiding hitting this young child. And the mother made no attempt to come back. Eventually, what I assume is like an older sister or a cousin or someone, she was like 17 years old, comes running up the aisle, starts like play yelling at the kid and picks the kid up and runs down a different aisle and the kid's just wailing, screaming. And everyone's like, what the fuck? And I was like, you know what? That's really fucked up. And that kid probably does not have a bright future. But that's the normal kind of shit that we would see on a day-to-day basis living in this great city of Philadelphia. And it brought like a tear to my eye and it warmed my heart knowing that as crazy as the world gets right now, we're still going to have the ghetto trash of the world treating their children like trash and ruining the next generation for us. So there's a silver lining in everything, I guess, is the moral of the story. (laughs) Anywho, going to finish this uh, bottle of wine, cook some pasta carbonara tonight, and, uh, you know, just black out until I fall asleep. All right, later, Kamish. That's pretty much how it goes from here on out, right? You just drink and then pass the fuck out. But very interesting experience at the, uh, the BJ's in Philadelphia. Um, sounds a lot like my experience at the Wegmans, at least with like the way people were wearing masks and all that stuff. Um, one experience I did not have because I'm not in the fucking city and I don't have to be exposed to the heathens. Um, was a fucking just lady ditching her kid in the middle of all this craziness. I can't imagine, but, uh, yeah, you know, dude, people are people and this site guy, I think just exposes people for who they are and. I don't want to sit here and judge anyone because everybody's a victim of circumstance, you know? I'm sure that that woman who fucking was yelling at that kid had a pretty shitty go of it in her life, you know? She maybe didn't ask for that kid, probably. That's probably uh, a good a good guess. And she's just trying to make do with what she's got. She's fed up, and then some other fucking kid bails that fucking kid out. And, you know, everybody raises everybody in that type of situation because shit's crazy. I mean, imagine being in, like, that fucking place with this shit going on just kind of puts in perspective that we've got it pretty good like imagine going through the apocalypse right now without fucking like wi-fi there's plenty of people who don't even have an internet imagine not having netflix and shit like your cushy little lives that we all live and shit i'm high i'm drunk i'm gonna shut up now i mean dude we're we're gonna be here we're gonna fucking keep pumping out podcasts i don't know if i'm boring you or if you guys find this entertaining it doesn't really matter to me i'm gonna keep doing it as long as you uh as long as you're out there sending sounders that's what keeps me going i've always told you that so we're here for you this shit's gonna continue um at some point i may have some good news uh we'll see if we can share that um Potentially. Potentially the next podcast. We'll see. Got to talk it over with uh, the executives of, uh, you know, now there's a hierarchy here. I don't know if you guys know this. There's a lot of drama here at the Makeshift Studios with the hierarchy of the ownership. We've gotten bought out now by um, by Dutch Enterprises. We used to be owned by Reggie's LLC. Um, they sold us to another media conglomerate the week before this shit started to Dutch's, uh, Dutch's company. And uh, management's tough. You know, they don't allow, uh, a lot of the decisions are hard to come by because he's pretty tough. He's a pretty serious guy. So we've got to, uh, we've got to run things up the chain here. We'll see if, uh, we can talk about that, but we'll, we'll save that for next time. Anyway, I'm drunk and, uh, I should probably shut the fuck up now. Um, th- 
thank you everybody who checked in. Um, we're going to keep pumping them out, as I said, until this thing's over, which might last a while. So stay tuned. I'll be here if you want to want to hang out. Um, and let me know about that Zoom shit, dude. I want to fucking talk to you guys. Let's get a big fucking chat going. All the, all the wives and ladies and girlfriends and all that stuff. So let's do that. That'd be fun. Maybe a virtual happy hour. Maybe I'll set it up. I don't have Facebook anymore, so that makes it kind of tough. But anyway, we'll see you guys next time. It's been talking to you. I'm a charger that charges through the night like an orange bolt of lightning, passing everything in sight. I'm the best pal the Duke boy has ever had. Respect me. I'm thunder on the highway, looking bad, bad, bad. I'm a knight. Like the kind of shining armor With my polished body gleaming I'm a fighter and a charmer If trouble comes your way Just ask for me My friends all know me As a General Lee I'm the General Lee A pistol puppet Steel belt of cavalry I'll never let you down When you're riding with me Buckle up and I'll show you What I mean Take a look back there Sirens blowing, red lights flashing everywhere We'll cross the field and we'll be running free They'll eat us with compliments of me The General Lee Respect is not giving its earn, God dog it! I'm a hero And that's how I'll make you feel when you're riding shotgun with me And the law is at your heel I'm glory bound But when the chase is done I'll take off through the mountains And have fun, fun, fun I've got style Tearing through the curves Let my flag wave proudly To the people that I serve I'm number one I will always be The pride of the South They call the General I'm the General Lee, a pistol puppet, steel belted cavalry. I'll never let you down when you're riding with me. Buckle up and I'll show you what I mean. Take a look back there. Sirens blowing, red lights flashing everywhere. I'll jump that pond and we'll be running free. And they'll go swimming compliments of me. Respect me. The general. The general. Um, I think you just got, uh, cucked. Hey there. Still around? Me too. Um, hey. If you're, uh, if you're feeling blue, you need someone to talk to, I'm here. If you're, uh, you know, just need a change of pace, you want to have a weird conversation, want to go deep, you want to go shallow, doesn't matter. I'm around. I ain't got shit to do. Basically what I'm trying to say is, in these times where things get crazy and you never know what the fuck's 
in front of us. It's going to happen. Sometimes you need a friend. I'm your friend. Call me. I'm around. If you need me, call me. No matter where you are. All right, I got to go. I'm drunk. Okay, man. Give it. If you ain't smoking, ain't your motherfucking message. Talking ish with your commission, I guess, every Saturday now. Okay, that's the new cadence. We'll see you next time.